With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Even on the practice field, AT&T in-car Wi-Fi keeps you connected while in proximity of your vehicle. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. See if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Don't let connectivity be a roadblock in your journey. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't get distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, yeah. The day after Halloween. And Wes is here in the locker room, and he's like all sugared up. He's he's as disruptive as a sugared up two-year-old at a sleepover. For crying out loud. Man's just all like bouncing off the walls. A sugared up two year old at a sleepover. Well, that's a pretty that's that a pretty good scary. picture that's to a, paint there, honestly. Listen, listen, I never want to volunteer for that. No. No. <laughs> a toddler no. sleepover? No, thank you. Oh my no, goodness. Could you imagine? Please. I came in here, Max, nope. like the like the wild thornberries this morning. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. That, yeah, exactly. That, you know, I mean, but that's what it is. Because you realize that, you know, as soon and hopefully, you know, your kids have realized this, but West years are probably still learning. Mine understand now. It's like when you come in from trick or treating and because I had my, I, you know, I was doing another radio show last night. I didn't get to go trick or treating with the kids. Mm. Um, so did you, you, did you go into the studio or did you do it all at home? Uh, no, my, my home is my studio for tax okay. purposes, Wolf. So oh, okay. Just, gotcha. Okay. I'm always in the studio, Wolf. Okay. Sorry <laughs> about that. Because I was just wondering, did you wear your 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 uh, outfit, man? Because that was a tremendous outfit you no, had. I, I, I did. I did. I did make some, some random appearances with it. But, yes. Um, it Scared did, the coyotes away, I'll bet. You know what's funny? Those coyotes, there was like three of them yesterday. Right. They, they were just wandering around. I didn't see them today, so I think they got they got the message that Ernie's not to be messed with. <laughs> excellent, right. excellent. Well, yeah. think about this, Max. Last year, Americans spent $8.8 billion, I say that, billion dollars on Halloween. And is that ridiculous or what? That's a, that's a lot of money for, uh, for, for one night. Wait till you hear how much they spend on Christmas, <laughs> right? But, oh well, but that's that's a whole month though. Wes. It's We're like celebrating festivus. a whole yeah. month. Yeah. In fact, it started like today, apparently. Which I'm like, why can't we get through Thanksgiving first before yeah. we start with the Christmas stuff? Can, like they had Christmas music on like a month ago. I'm like, I can't believe. Can you I? Can Can we have a quick PSA here on the show? Okay, let's have. Yes. A, let's go ahead. You know, all you Halloweenies who spend all of October getting ready for Halloween, right? And then you immediately turn the page on November 1st and become a Christmaser. 
Don't don't be trying to, to you know to buddy up with us when Thanksgiving comes around. All right, the real goat holiday is on the way soon, and all you Halloweenies and you premature Christmasers can just sit this one out. <laughs> well, yeah, here's the thing. Know, oh, go I, ahead, I, Max. I concur. I was yeah, gonna say okay. I concur. Is that you change the pumpkins into the fall decor? Okay, that's it. That's it. You just take the purple down, keep the orange, and we're good. You know, the black, you can get it a little bit browner. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then boom, you're already ready. Throw some leaves around, good. A little cinnamon broomstick, you're good. Or whatever that is. You know, I mean, it's not that hard for Thanksgiving. Just give it its credence, right? You know what I'm saying? We're giving That's thanks it. for that and just enjoying gorging on food. There's no candy to pass out. There's no presents to receive. We got pie, though. There's no... We do have lots of pie. We do have lots of pie, mm. but somebody has to bake that pie. Yeah, um, so yeah. Tr- your most trusted family member must bake that pie. Beautiful <laughs> pumpkin pie. Oh my goodness. Sweet potato pie. Sweet potato. Sweet pie. potato. Okay, it's it's healthier. There you go. Yeah, All right. How about sweet. this? Seventeen percent of the people in the U.S. dress their pets up for Halloween. Not I. How many? Seventeen percent of okay. the U.S. population. So almost so one I, out of five. Now we had we had a so sweater I on my little doggy last night, Toto. Our, we had a you know like a sweater. His to keep name warm. Toto. It's already got a Halloween name. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. This is yeah, Toto. It's already ready. No yeah. doubt about it. All right. Okay, so you just say no? this is my Halloween costume. Is that is that what it said though? No. 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 It so it doesn't count. Sweater. Yeah. It was just a, just regular, a regular sweater. Regular just sweater. stay warm. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah, no uh, Oakley had a cape. Oh, okay. A Halloween cape. So our our dog Oli gets, I'm in, gets I'm put in, in the minority basement. for this one. I, I love that Oli and Halloween. So wait, cape. you both dressed up your dog, and I just put mine in the basement well, like a like yeah. a cruel person. Yeah, you're horrible, Wes. I got two kids under the age of two. I ain't got no time to be worried about the dog. <laughs> That's like three kids under two. <laughs> All right, so. Halloween is really old. It's more than 2,000 years old and is traced back to the times of the ancient Celtics. This, you know, I guess that was pre uh, Larry Bird. Yeah, it's it pre Larry yeah. Bird. Celts? Oh, oh God. Sorry. Well, I'm just saying, you know? Oh, man. Okay. But here's the, here's the part that's really cool. Okay, think about this. You guys remember Harry Houdini, right? course he died on halloween october 31st 1926 10 years before he died on november 6 1916 houdini performed his death-defying upside down straight jacket escape while hanging at the corner of wood street and liberty avenue in downtown pittsburgh Mm. how about them beans buddy huh yeah you know so i do know that because my good buddy lee terbosic is yes yeah i've met him And that's where I was going next. Lee Terbosik repeated that same thing November 6, 2016, 100 years later to the day at the same place as Houdini and repeated the same escape from the straitjacket while hanging upside down about 100 feet over the top of uh, uh, Liberty and Wood. I mean, is that crazy or what? No, I mean, it, it, it's awesome. Lee is Lee's one of my good buddies. I've known Lee for a very long time. Um, and he, uh, he actually, funny enough, he had just sent me, um, you know, he had sent me actually that video, um, doing it. And, you know, I was watching that yesterday to a show. So, yeah, so he said, he said it to me. I watched it. I watched it last night. So, um, I got to get out and see one of Lee's shows because Lee actually, Lee was at my wedding and then my best friend's wedding. 
Um, did he make anybody disappear? He did not make anybody disappear. <laughs> but what he did do at one party was he did make my name appear on a $1 bill. No kidding. What? Yeah, and I still have the $1 bill. Whoa. That's pretty cool. You know, he he's a Pittsburgh guy. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I yeah, saw, yeah, he's a Pittsburgher. Yeah, yeah I, saw the, I yeah. saw the film. I met him once because we had the same uh, guy represent us for, like, uh, engagements and stuff like that. And he's he's oh, big, okay. he's he's big deal, you know. I'm I'm a little Schlemiel oh, yeah. type guy, just a little. But there were I saw the video, and there were thousands of people around, same as Houdini a hundred years before. Thousands of people just go out there, and they're you know he's hanging upside. Down. I I just can't believe how you can hang upside down like that for so long. I'd have passed out. Oh yeah, no, I mean you know it it, it take it takes a special person and a special skill set. And Lee is so supremely talented, man. Um, he you know, is. And, and for him to to go and do that, that was that was pretty awesome. I remember I remember when he was talking to me about leading up to it. Um, and I mean, he's just he he's he's tremendous. He's tremendous. I love Lee. Can't wait to see him. You know, I think he I think he's back up and running. He has, has fifty two up close. Um, dot com is where you can go catch like his show list and everything. Oh, we should get him on the show sometime. Man. We could ask him about that. Oh. That would oh, be yeah, fun. I can get, I, I get him on the show, yeah. Just let me know. Think about it. Uh, Franco and Rocky Blyer were both in attendance. They were used to verify the straitjacket was tightened, it was cinched up, it was everything. They were there, and uh, then they, 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 they crank him up. You know, he was like in the, uh, hanging from a crane 100 feet up. I can't even believe it. I, if it was, yeah. it was at least a hundred feet. I mean, it was huge. That's, that's the least fun version of bungee jumping I've ever heard of. Yeah, ab- absolutely. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, we're just gonna hang you from upside down. Uh, no, you're not gonna jump and kind of bounce around and get the thrill of it. No, we're gonna slowly crank you up and then just leave you there until you're done. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the other thing was, you know, after he got out of the straitjacket, he's hanging upside down. He's there. There's there's thousands of people on the street, and and here he is. He's been upside down for a couple minutes at least, and he pulls out a terrible towel and he starts doing the terrible towel wave upside down, a hundred feet up in the air. I thought, now that's pretty cool. That no, that is really yeah. sharp. Exactly. Take that, Houdini. Yeah, and Houdini did exactly. no terrible towel wave. Exactly. You didn't even get the wave in, Houdini. You were just there for self. You know, Lee, 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 Lee went and did it for, for, for the culture. <laughs> <laughs> now, the only thing we got to ask Lee, though, we get him on, because Houdini did a bullet catch trick where he caught a bullet in his teeth. Nah, does Lee yeah, have, yeah I, is, I wonder if Lee's going to try that one. I don't think it's a good idea, uh, basically because at least 15 people have died trying to emulate this trick, which Houdini warned others never to try this trick. I don't think it needs, I, to me, it doesn't need a warning. <laughs> I think, you know, that's, that's just, that's not a, not a, that's something you don't want to emulate there, buddy. Uh, no, not at all. Uh, not even to do it. I mean, even though I saw, you know, Bruce Leroy do it in a movie. Uh, Bruce, oh, Bruce Leroy, yeah. That's right, Barry Gordy's Last Dragon. Uh, I'm yeah, no, no, we're we're good. I I can go buy those and put it in my teeth, but I'm not going to try and catch one. <laughs> can you imagine the mouth guard you got to have for that one? Oh man, you know, think about it. it has to be made out of Kevlar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't know why, but this just reminded me of my good buddy who's passed away, former 
uh, four-time world super heavyweight powerlifting champion and world's strongest man winner, uh, Don Reinhout from Fredonia, New York. I saw him. He, I don't know if you ever heard of teeth lifting, but you get a special mouth guard, and it's attached to a harness that you can pile plates on. And he deadlifted with his teeth, and I saw this myself, 550 pounds. Think listen, about that th- th- one. Listen, no. No, I don't want to Jaws of steel, 500, baby. 550 pounds on your jaws? Think about it. Yeah, you got to bite down on that mouth guard, and then you you know, you, you uh, are in a crouch stance, and you literally just stand up with the weight, raising it off the ground. But it's unbelievable. 550 pounds. You should have seen Don. Don was unbelievable. He's the guy that I first started training with back in the day. You know, taught me how to lift weights and... You know, so I got. Is that, who, is that who got you bending horseshoes? Even, yeah, even when they were yeah, galvanized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, <laughs> he, he started it all. You know, I mean, oh bending nails. I, I saw he blew up a hot water bottle. Have you ever seen one of those hot water bottles that that blow yeah. up like a giant, uh, you know, Swiss ball? You know, yeah. And it it, it takes like seven hundred and fifty pounds of of uh, pr- air pressure to blow those things up. I mean, it, it was just just huge, and that thing. Man, if you if you inhale at the wrong moment, you can shred your lungs. It's not a good thing to do. Yeah, no. I mean, once again, these are things that I would never think to do. Wolf, like like weightlifting is meant with your body and your legs, True, right? With right? appendages and everything else. <laughs> I would never say, you know what? I'm tired of lifting thousands of pounds with these strong arms and legs. <laughs> I think I need to do it with my mouth. No, you don't. No, no, no normal no, person teeth. does that. Yeah, exactly. No, I mean, same thing, right? It's just the teeth is the thing that's gripping it. It's still your mouth region. Right, like a, yes. Your oral fascial region. I'm not I'm not saying, yeah, you know what? You know, my jaw's getting a little weak. I need to strengthen that thing on up. You know what? No. Come on, you no. want to try it. You know it. No, I, de- I definitely don't. You know what? I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm perfectly fine with my forklifts. You know, Wes is sitting here going, yeah. "I can do the bullet catch." <laughs> yeah, it, I can get, no, Wes. Yeah, Wes. no, because uh-uh. I, yeah, I don't uh-uh. need your glasses fogging up at the last minute. And yeah, like, exactly. I almost caught exactly it. Exactly right. Yeah. Now we get. Now we got a new engineer there's, coming. There's in. not a lot of wiggle room for error in that one, gentlemen. <laughs> The margin no. for error. Uh, there's no safety net for taking a bullet to the face. Yeah, no. no. Like I said, unless I have a face mask of Kevlar and a Kevlar mouth guard, I'm still not doing it. Yeah, no chance. No chance. I don't care well, if I have one of them John Wick suits. You know what I'm saying? Where yeah. just no well, bullet penetrates it. Well, what about what about we get Lee Terbosik and we ask him about the Chinese water torture stunt that Houdini pulled? You know where he would have his, he would be hung upside down and dunked into a tank of water, shackled around the ankles, and escaped from the tank. And I got—I mean, yeah. I wonder if he's ever tried that. That—that that doesn't sound like a fun thing. I mean, or that, the one where he gets thrown from the box and has to do the box escape and they gets dumped in the. In oh the yeah, in the river. Yeah, in the oh the river, yeah. Yeah, he gets dumped in the river and. And he gets it there, and the, and the box is still intact and locked. No, no. Yeah, See, once this... again, you're playing on my claustrophobia here, and, <laughs> and it's not a, it's not a comfortable feeling uh, because already I've been shot, I've broken my jaw, yep. and I've drowned. 
it, like in the last five minutes, Wolf. That's a miserable trifecta right there. <laughs> yeah, that is the worst. I mean, the only thing worse probably drawn and quartered or the, maybe burned alive. Yeah, I mean, that's think, the only listen, other two things listen. left. Uh, oh, Houdini. I mean, we all know when, you're, when your last name becomes a, a verb or an adjective, right? I mean, we, 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 we get it. Yeah. But that's you had to do that crazy stuff to get famous back then. You know, because there was only yeah, exactly. there was only one news. There was no social one, media. Yeah, what, yeah Matt Wolf Max would rather media. just get on TikTok and do some trendy <laughs> dance. All right, to take a bullet to the face. Think about this: you got a combination of of uh, Houdini hanging upside down at Liberty and Wood, right? Upside down, about ready to start as he's hanging there. All of a sudden, the crane lets go, and then you got a situation like WKRP in Cincinnati when they had the they had the turkey drop. <laughs> Uh, oh, yeah. WKRP turkey drop. Oh, my God. Are we allowed to play that when it comes to Thanksgiving time? Because that is still that is so by far the as best. As long as there's no bad words in there, I can bleep them out. No, nah, there's out. no bad We'll make a PG. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Max, listen, Houdini can hang upside down and do all that he wants. Um, you and I will just... We'll make a tick. We'll stand right next to him and do a TikTok or something. All right? We can go, yes, we can exactly. go viral in our own way. We, I don't even we, have TikTok, we will re- bro. I'll make one. We'll reach just as many people. That's right. We'll reach just as many people as Houdini did, I promise. We'll do the haka. We'll do the haka right next to him while he's yeah, hanging exa- upside down. Exactly. <laughs> we have dogs! <laughs> oh, my goodness. We're getting out of control here. You know, I think, I think it's time to go to break so that we can reload. <laughs> And we can get refocused, and we can rejoice over the fact. The sugar rush is real. <laughs> exactly so. That Kenny Pickett's going to play Thursday night. He said so. We got the factoids. Where's the factoids? You got it? Wes, you got it? All right, here we go. Uh, no, I'm no, playing no. for sure. All right. There's no doubt about it. Max, for I mean, sure. here we got Kenny says I'm going to play. And good for him. You know, I, I, I look well, at that. and that, We needed him. What's that? So we need at least one of them to play. <laughs> we do, we do, we do. I'm Are you talking about Kenny or Lita Bozik? <laughs> no, yeah, well, uh, hey, we could probably use Lita Bozik to kind of kind of fool some of these pass rushers, maybe. <laughs> there you go. We could use a little <laughs> magic out tackles. there. We could, we could use a little Houdini out there on the field. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. All right, we'll be back with more because Max is up next. We're talking Steelers football because we're done with Houdini. We'll be back after this. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Execute. It's not about scripting. It's not about anything. It's about us playing and and, and being better than we're doing right now. It's not where it needs to be, um, but it has to get better. All right. From the mouth of babes, uh... I guess he's technically younger because he's like <laughs> half my age. Um, but uh, anywho, uh, yes, that was Kenny Pickett talking about the offense. And I think it's something we've kind of been saying for the last month and a half, Wolf. <laughs> at least. <laughs> at, le- at least. Uh, you know, I guess ever since week one. Um, 
where we were surprised by what we saw in the preseason to what we saw in the regular season. And, you know, you know, for Kenny Pickett, it, it is execution. And, you know, and, and the execution gets greater and greater the, the more the game goes on. Um, but you, we, but at some point, you have to get the faster start. And listen, you know, I don't know what could have been had that first play of the game worked to Deontay. Right, right. I don't know what that could have done, but I could speculate we would have been in enemy territory rather early. <laughs> yes. We would have had it. We would have had we would have had a heck of an explosive play, um, you know. Even though, given the weather conditions and everything else, it would have been a nice start. And who knows what snowball that could have created? But you know, you've got another opportunity. You got a fast opportunity. I mean, we're, we're talking about game day tomorrow. So, you know, how you rebound, how you get out there and start against a Tennessee Titan team that's going to be bringing in, you know, it's rookie quarterback for his second start had a heck of a start um you know to his career has there was some record i forgot who he uh i think most passing touchdowns in a rookie debut you're talking about uh levis Le- Le- levis yeah, yeah banana man yeah 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 he you did know, something you know spectacular. why i call him banana man right why is that you know why i call him no because he eats bananas whole he doesn't peel them so like how you eat apples like everything but the stem he eats a banana completely whole really he's also yeah, mayo he's, he's also mayo boy oh i don't even want to talk about that one man. he puts Ma- mayonnaise mayo. in his coffee oh you're kidding yeah. me is that what you're about to do wolf is that what you're doing no 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 wolf, no, wolf no. thought he was grabbing the half and half little did he know it was the miracle whip <laughs> excuse me it's just black coffee buddy my dad okay. was a trucker when i was 12 11 12 years old i want i started drinking coffee because my dad did so I'm with dad gum and I'm going to drink it like my dad does. Black. And for the longest time, I was like, yeah. <laughs> but I still drank it. You, know? you got to be like the old man. <laughs> you got to be like dad. You got to be know? like the old man. Exactly. exactly. Get the bitter coffee face. <laughs> yes. And now I can't stand it with, um, you know, like creamer or sugar or anything like that. In it. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I, can o- I can only do cold brew coffee. Oh, cold brew. I, I've I never tried want, that. I don't even want hot coffee. Just give me cold brew, just black cold brew. I do a splash of half and half, and that's it. Just yeah. a teensy weensy bit. Every that's now right. and then, I will do a little pumpkin spice. You oh, know? you would! Just, oh, I didn't know me. you were in a sorority when you were at Syracuse, Mister oh, Holiday. Oh, oh, Mister Holiday oh, over oh, here. Oh. <laughs> I just got challenged here. Uh, the wolf just looked at me like he was going to Harry Houdini shoot me in the face. Max. No, no, the headbutt was coming, yeah. baby. Oh, the, yeah, exactly, the invisible headbutt. Yeah. That was by Charles Houdini. Not quite his cousin. Wes, 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 Wes stung me. Just he let me, stung me, just with let that me one. take my glasses off before you headbutt me, all right? Yeah. Sorority. That was, yeah, that's, exactly. that's a good shot, really. I got to remember that yeah. one. That always works. Yeah, exactly. All right, so oh, we got Kenny God. coming back, right? You got Kenny yeah. coming back, and this is this is kind of interesting because, you know, I, I, I get it. Halftime, he says, I can't go. There's a time that you know, and I'm going to ask you, Max, because for me I was explaining it to Wes earlier. There was a time, like, for instance, um, Fathead Tunch threw his man on the back of my legs, right? So I, I, yeah. I got the high ankle, and I broke – I had a, a, a cracked bone, Um in my in my uh, ankle, right? So 
I, I go through the rest of the first half. Every time I run, it's like running on crunched glass. You know, you hear like that. It was really, oh, yeah. man, yeah, yeah, it was really miserable. So at halftime, they shot me in three or four places around the ankle. Didn't touch it. So we run a screen in the first series of the of the third quarter, and I got I think it was Frankie Pollard. I got I got him lit up because I couldn't get there in time, because I just couldn't run fast enough with that ankle. So I had to go to the sidelines. I had to tell Chuck I can't go because I'm going to get somebody killed. You know what I mean? And that's yeah. you know how it is. If you can't go and. It, and I, it's one thing, it, you know, you can go and you can struggle through, but if you are going to be a detriment to other people, like getting people lit up, then you really can't go. So that's the difference for me. I remember back then how how it was almost like I had to drag the words out of my mouth, you know, because it's just not something you're you're comfortable saying, I can't do it. But it's a difficult thing, and you got to make a good judgment call for the health of others around you. Yeah, no, I mean, I ha- I have to say that uh, I've done the same thing. There you and go. In fact, it was 13 years ago yesterday. Wow. Um, well, you got a we good memory pl- too. Yeah, no, trust me. You you remember you remember these moments. Um, <laughs> we were playing Halloween night. We were playing in Cincinnati. Oh, okay. And I took I took a helmet to the side of the neck by Frosty Rucker on a, on an extra point. And. I felt like I had gotten my body tased or electrocuted. Oh, yeah. And I was sitting there. I fell down. You know, teammates picked me up because they thought, you know, I got knocked over. Right. Um, come to the sidelines. My my, my, my my leg is numb. My foot's numb. Ooh. I have shooting pain down my shoulder. Uh-huh. And, you know, I'm complaining. I'm like, man, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's a stinger. I don't know if it's what. And, you know, then the sensation comes back. And I went out for the next drive. Every time I took a pass rush, it was it was the same sensation over again, mm. and you know made it through. And you know we had lost a couple guys early in the game. Um, Doug Ligurski was starting at center, right. okay, and then Chris Kimiatu went down. So then now our other you know Trey was in the game, and so wow. we had all of our backups in the game. And I just remember like. Oh man, I I, I can't do it because because Pouncey was a rookie, and so Pouncey got injured. Early, Doug went in, then Chris went in. So we had nobody left. And so now I'm I, I'm injured and I see Matt Spath warming up at tackle. And I was like, <laughs> oh, okay, no. I can't I cannot do it. And Matt's looking at me just all confused. Hey, does this look good? Does this look good? I'm like, ah, I'm He's trying to work my like, own thing here. Please yeah. heal in, in ninety please seconds heal or less. Magically. Yes. Yeah, please heal. So they so we come to the sideline equipment team is like trying to figure out, you know, put on a different type of uh neck brace collar right so i i always wore a dolphin collar which is kind of like the padded one that, mm-hmm. that kind of supports your neck and so we switched to switch to the uh the backboard the little fan one. Oh yeah mm-hmm. um the plastic one that one doesn't work then we come back and we do the old school larry allen the okay. bull the bull the, the bull the bull roll uh, remember it, that one that's the one that we got that it's like a big like big roll that goes all the way around your shoulder pad opening okay the neck area yeah so it was this bigger one that didn't work and then finally i'm like coach i gotta take myself out the game because ben i'll never forget this we we're on one drive and literally it was a passing uh up tempo drive mm-hmm. and ben had to pick me up after every uh oh my gosh yeah every pa- pass play and you know you're because, endangering others now at this point besides yes. endangering yourself it's not endangering myself. 
um, I'm endangering others, and I'm like, I, I can't do this. I mean, we 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 get the drive uh, done, and and I come to the side, I'm like, I I I I can't go, I can't go. So I go to the locker room right before halftime. Uh, you know, Doc looks at me and he's like, All right, we need to schedule an MRI as soon as we get back to Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. He's like, Yeah, I'm shutting you down because, and then come to find out, I herniated a disc in my neck. Yeah, and so my my the my vertebra. Uh, the uh, little, I forgot what it's called, that goes in between the vertebrae, the little cushion, um, the little spongy part. The disc. That had like, yeah, the disc. Yeah, there we go. The disc had, had dislodged between my, between my vertebrae was pressing on my spinal cord. Well, that's, <laughs> so, yeah, that could have been yeah. really bad. So I, I could have been paralyzed, like, if I kept playing. And luckily, I stopped myself because we just didn't know. Right. And, uh, yeah, then I end up, you know, have, having, to, having to be out the rest of the season. But... Yeah, it's tough when you make that call, right? When you have to be the one to say it, like, hey, no, I, I can't go. Because, right, as competitors, you don't want to miss any time. You don't want to go beyond yourself. And so I think that was something that was, uh, like you said, it's, it's a tough moment to admit, but you realize at some point you have to, you have to advocate yeah. for yourself if something doesn't feel right because nobody can feel what you're feeling. Well, think about it, Max. The one thing about offensive line play versus other positions, not only is it, it you know, it's about being part of the group. You got one-fifth of the offensive line. You don't want to let anybody down. But at the same time, you are, we, we are, you know, guardians of the castle, so to speak. And the castle is around the, court, the, the king, which is the quarterback. You can get people killed. I mean, literally. You know, if yeah. you screw up and you, you, you crumple eight or something, like me, I couldn't get out on the screen. I got poor Frankie lit up, you know, and it, it's like, okay, I realize now I got to get out of here because I'm going to get somebody really hurt, you know, and and that's part and parcel of, of – it's a little bit different for an offensive lineman because there's not a whole lot of other stuff going on other than you're, you're protecting other people. <laughs> yeah, Exactly. Uh, yeah, you know, our job is to be protectors and guardians. And when you can't protect or guard, <laughs> right. that's the way it's like, okay, we need, we need to get somebody else in here who can at least <laughs> attempt to do half the job that I can because I'm irreplaceable. Yeah, you know? right. <laughs> that's how we think in our mind. Right. Reality, we're like, we just need somebody healthy, okay? <laughs> uh, you know, so I need somebody that's not walking on glass with it, yeah, you know, exactly. every time Crunching. they walk because yeah. they have a broken bone. Yeah. And then the other guy who has a herniated disc who might be paralyzed at any moment on the field, <laughs> you don't want to have that that sensation going on. No, that's that pretty much tells you, eh, maybe you should pull out of here. You know? <laughs> just, you, 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 just, you know, let me take a spell. Let yeah. me take a spell. You know? Exactly. But the difference was it was during the game, and so you've got to depend on the athlete to be able to know, can I do this, and am I going to inhibit, or am, like a quarterback. If you can't make the throws, man, you, 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 you're you going to hurt your team. You know what I mean? There are certain limitations to what you can endure, and certainly if you can't make throws, then you you know you got to get out of there because you got to give somebody else a chance that can do the things that you're incapable of doing due to injury. You know, so I respect what Kenny did there. Nowadays, though, with you, you, you go through a week of examination, and then the the medical staff makes a judgment. You know what I mean? That's a little bit yeah. different. In my day, it was always the onus was on the player, but today's it's it's about um, the medical staff doing it. But in game, a lot of that has to come from the athlete. Can you or can you not? Yeah, and and, and what is that? And what does that look like? Right. 
what does that look like for the athlete to have to be able to? And well, and the good thing is, I'm guys are better at self-reporting, right? And advocating. Well, for they're they're more now enlightened we now. Were. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And there's also you know, there's also no negative kind of blowback for it. True. Um. So you know, I think that that's something that that's good. So you know, I trust when a guy says, "Hey, I, I I'm going no matter what." You know what I'm saying? Like I I can trust that statement because I know every athlete wants to go. Right. And every athlete's going to, of course, protect themselves, but also, you know, they want to go c- contribute to their team. They want to go help. So, you know, I- I'm happy that, that, that you know, because we saw I-, – I saw him warming up, and it just looked painful when he was throwing the ball. So, I mean, you know, it was fresh, and especially in the rib area, so sensitive, right, because you don't yep. know if it's a cracked rib or it's torn cartilage in that rib area. So, you know, you're like, man, I could do more damage than good, and, you know – as opposed to just getting me through another half to say I finished the game, I'd rather finish the season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. sometimes you have to take you have to take that little bit of caution, and when it doesn't feel good, you know, trust trust that your buddies next to you are ready to go. Well, trust no, that they can they can handle it. Absolutely. And today's going to be an important day for Kenny because Kenny's going to put it through the the, the grist mill, so to speak, of trying to be able to do the things that he needs to do. And he, he's fully confident that he's going to be capable of doing it. One of the things about getting a rib, you know, it's kind of funny because even today I, I got a, I, I heard a rib. Uh, I was sparring a guy in judo and got thrown pretty good, and uh, and I, I took a good whackeration on the ring and went down. And you know, even though it it just bothered me a little bit, it continued to bother me for a while. You know, it takes a long time for those ribs to heal, but you can you learn functionally. Can you or can you not? operate with it you know what i mean and even now yeah. and then i'll get a little twinge in my right side which reminds me that uh i should have been better at at uh, falling <laughs> and getting thrown um but you know the thing about it for kenny is just you've got you got to know can you loosen up enough that you can make those throws and do it and do so in a timely fashion because um everything that goes around the quarterback let's face it yeah, no, it, it does, and and that's where you want to make sure that you are on top of it. Like, hey, you know, can I or can I? Because if I take a hit, you know, and, and the good thing is, there's technologies out there now. There's that there's that rib flak jacket that they, that, that that guys can wear, right? Um, you know, underneath to kind of protect your ribs a little bit more. And I think it actually has Kevlar in it. Funny enough, <laughs> um, just because it dissipates, you know, vibrations and everything. Hey, I wonder um, if you could do get Lee Turbozik to. Wear one of those and do a bullet catch with the the rib protector. Yeah, just try, just try, just try and throw his side out there and pray that the guy aims high enough. <laughs> or the kev- no, good aim, but does will the Kevlar stand up? <laughs> yeah, well, I, I think there's other ways of doing it than having a magician do it for the first. <laughs> That's time. That's true. Okay, good idea. <laughs> <laughs> they call those testing facilities. <laughs> And I'm sure no 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 company wants to put them out there like ah we're not sure about this. I was like this could kill our company completely if, <laughs> if he dies. <laughs> okay, that's we, we, yeah, we'll take exactly. that that's off the shelf right there. Yeah, that's yeah, enough. we'll take that one off the shelf. And speaking of that, we're we're, we're gonna step aside because yeah, because I, I can already feel it's get a little squirrely. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what it is. I've been in a laughing mood in the last couple of days. I need – it's good to laugh. It's good therapy. It is. Good. It, it is. It is. It, you know, you've had a rough week and a rough month, 
or last 30 days. Yeah, you, you need to laugh a little bit. So nothing wrong with a good chuckled, good deep belly laugh. In fact, it's good for health, Yeah, you know? There you so go. well, we, we will step aside. We'll pay some bills, and then we will be back here inside the locker room. Coming back soon. is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Gets the snap, his back, pocket collapses, he's hit, and he's sacked back inside the 20-yard line. They came from all angles. And who gets the sack? Is it T.J. Watt? Oh, yeah. The one and only. Boy, I love it watching that dude play. I mean, he is really an amazing player. And uh, it's interesting, though, because, you know, ever since October 19th, when he went on the uh, injury report with a heel injury, he's only had half a sack since. You think after the first two games, hey, they're looking and they're going, hey, he's on a pace for 34 sacks. Yeah, <laughs> I love that, yeah. But the fact, but the fact is, uh, something happened with a heel, too. And I just wonder if... It's not bothering him a little bit. I've had a heel injury actually at, at Three Rivers. I stepped in, you know, the slide box on a bull rush, and they they didn't. Yeah. It, they it had like it was covered, but it was like there's ridges in it where they you know around the slide box thing, and it was it, I, I tore the heel pad off the bone. If you can imagine, you know your heel. You feel where your heel is. And the padding, uh, you know, is, and I tore it terrible. off the bone, man. It was like, and it was really weird because it, it's not that it was super pain. Well, it was painful enough, but it wasn't over. The thing that was weird was it felt like you're wearing high heels <laughs> on your one foot. <laughs> you know, it all that, swelled that up and everything, you know. sound awesome, Wolf. I mean, no. you, you are describing like painful stuff and you, you you're making it seem like it's not that bad. <laughs> Well, it's terrible. Well, it was, yeah. The it, heel pad yeah. off of your foot. I, off the heel, the bone. Can you? The doc was telling me, I'm going, how does that happen? You know what I mean? It, yeah. was, it was weird, but somehow I got my foot, the heel dropped into one, one of those little things around the, the slide box, you know, where it kind of yeah. sinks in and, you know, and, and it just it got kind of got caught. And then I took on a bull oh. rush, and um, I guess – my heel moved and the heel pad didn't. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Like I, I am like cringing. Like you've already, you've already put me through like deathly situations. Now it's just like painful stuff. It's like saying, "How close can a needle get to your eyeball?" You know, before you start flinching. Like, like you're like it's all of these things I don't want to hear about. And it's like it's like Halloween was yesterday. Like, why are you trying to scare me? <laughs> Can a needle get to your eyeball? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, oh, it, man. It's like, don't sneeze while it's getting close. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, oh, I don't, I, I, no, I've never done that. I if, Did you do that when you were a young kid? Hey, let's, no. play, let's see who can win. Let's see who can stare the longest at this needle coming closer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> No, it's just it's one of those things where I'm just like, no, I can't, I can't. It like it's painful. Ah, just think about it. like it makes my skin crawl. Yeah, You're like those people that have like trypophobia. Um, What's trypophobia? Anywho, it's like fear of like the holes and stuff on the body. It's weird. Oh, okay. Um, 
All right. Yeah, That's one of those weird things. ones, those weird phobias. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You know, but not not quite the same as, you know, your heel falling off of your heel. No. Well, my heel didn't fall off the heel. It was the heel pad it, it, that that was oh, torn off yeah, the heel. Yeah, that, that makes it sound so much better. <laughs> Especially when you add tear off the bone, right? Well, you know, it just, it, it presents a, wow, gosh, that, I mean, that, I know you said it, it wasn't as painful as you thought, but. Well, it's gosh. painful enough now that I remember, but. Uh, okay, there we go. Okay. There we go. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> you forget because one pain rolls into another and you know, and you think, that, oh, that it's not true. that bad. And then you realize, wait a minute, that was kind of a bad. football player. Yeah. 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 That's it. Just like, I was like, ah, I tore my labrum. All right, let's keep playing. Let's just, <laughs> let's just strap it up and keep going. Yeah, uh, not a problem. Yeah, exactly. You know, tear a meniscus in your knee. Ah, God gave me four of them. <laughs> I don't need that one right now. You know what I used to hate? <laughs> I, we had, we had, uh, one time I had some, uh, like silk bed sheets or something like that. And I'd yeah. wake up and I, you, you know, sometimes after playing an artificial turf, you know, you wake up and you oh, stick to yeah. the sheets, you know, and then oh, yeah, all of a sudden you you're got, bleeding you out. All the turf oh. burn. Yeah, and then you yeah. get in trouble with the missus because, oh, you oh, bled all over the sheets. What's the matter with you? I'm like, I'm sorry. You know, can't clean silk sheets like that, yeah, especially when they're covered in blood. Yeah, that's it's not good. Not yeah, good no, indeed. You, but... need, you need a good old cotton style, you know, good old 400 thread count, not even 1,000 thread counts, 400 <laughs> thread count. I feel like you're sleeping in a burlap sack. When you when you had a bloody game, there you go. Well, think about this, <laughs> Max. So You've got Derrick Henry, the king, sitting across from you on the line of scrimmage. You know they're going to come roaring with that dude. You know, I mean, this is really it's interesting looking at these guys because they are a a play action, a punch in the mouth play action, throw the ball down the field type of of offense. I mean, they throw the ball down the field a lot and they throw it deep. Yeah. No, I mean, they have some great play. Actually, you got two great receivers. So that's why, you know, they're going to use Derek early right. to set up to set up the box and try and get you in single high. Yep. So they can take advantage with DeAndre Hopkins, who's still a very elite uh, wide receiver, even though he's been in the league over 10 years. Still a very elite guy. They traded for him in the offseason from the Cardinals. And, you know. Why did the Cardinals give the him up? Cut because the Cardinals are are going under new management and new head coach and oh, new here direction, we go. and they wanted to free up money. And oh, yeah. there's a whole laundry list of things I'll talk to your brother about later, right? Because uh, okay. also they traded Josh Dobbs. Oh, that's right. Josh Dobbs goes to the Vikings. Come on. Yeah, after he gets benched mysteriously, he gets benched as Kyler Murray gets healthy, um, yeah. and then they're going to start Clayton Tune this weekend. So it's like it's like. What? Okay. But, you know, good for Josh Dobbs. He's going from yep. one starting situation to another one. He's proven he can learn an offense really, really quick. Well, he's um, smart. Yeah. Very smart young man. So, good luck to him in Minnesota. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's it's going to be one of those things you're going to want to get DeAndre Hopkins wide open. And, and that's where Derrick Henry comes in. So, the intent to run the football, the intent to show that run. And if you have some success, now your play action's rolling and you get the single high coverage. And yep. that's when they want to go with him. And then Westbrook Akine, the other wide receiver um, as well, they're going to want to get both of those guys going um, in the passing game so, to try and make Will Levis comfortable in the pocket. But what do we know about the Steelers? They don't like for rookie quarterbacks to feel comfortable in Akershire at any moment, True. regardless of who they are. And there's been a good history um, of playing against rookie quarterbacks in 
Heinz Field, or sorry, Acreshire Stadium. Um, so I think that's one of the things you've got to make sure that you minimize the effect of Derrick Henry. You're not going to stop him, but you do have to minimize it because this offensive line is good at run blocking, kind of like what we saw with Jacksonville. But you know, you I don't think they have the I don't think they have the war dogs up front to really do it. They kind of just get by it with mm-hmm. it. Um, you know, and this is something that, you know, also, did you know this? What's that? The Titans team comes in here. They're winless on the road. Yes. Yes. Isn't that not, that's, I don't know, a bit strange. You know, you think, oh, yeah, you might, you know, coming in winless. How about leaving winless? That would be good. Yeah, that would be really good. That would be <laughs> really good. And, you know, I think that's something that we kind of need to focus on as far as, how do we get there? Because, you know, it's funny where we're at with our turnover differential. We're plus seven. I know. We're plus That's seven, huge. Wolf. And it's, you know, and, and you know, we would be plus eight, but obviously the Hail Mary at the end kind of changed that for Mitch. So it gave Mitch the second turnover. Oh, yeah, two, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, the first one, yes. But the second one is like, okay, that's last-ditch effort. So, you know, you kind of you deal with that one. Yeah. And you know that the team's not trying to score off of that one. That's just trying to end the game. Um, but, yeah, so plus seven, and they're winless, and it's a short week, and we're at home. You know, that usually favors the home team. So I'm really, really hoping that, you know, if you can minimize Derrick Henry's impact in this game because they're going to feed him the ball. They're going to feed him and Tajay Spears the ball consistently in the backfield to get those play-action opportunities for Will Levis, uh, who had four touchdown passes last week. Four, four. You know what? Well, we got to take a break, but we got to talk about Will Levis because that was quite the coming out party last week. Gad Zooks, man, the guy has got a cannon like, I don't, I can't, like Terry Bradshaw. Bradshaw had a cannon, man. You should have seen him in his prime. He was like, he was like amazing, man. And this is Will Levis. He looks very similar. So, all right, that's a wrap on the first hour. We're going to take a break, come back with more. We started off, we got Wax coming up. Uh, Steel City Insider, top of the hour here. Be back after this. is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. All righty. Power hour here inside the locker room. And we are ready for round number two. And of course, you know, it doesn't really feel like a, like, like a hump day. You know what I'm saying? On a Wednesday when it's literally a game is looming tomorrow. But it's always Wex Wednesday here inside the locker room. And we are joined by, of course, Steel City Insider Editor and, of course, author, uh, Mr. Jim Wexel. Jim, how are we doing today? This is the pregame show, right? <laughs> yeah, this is. This is. There's, there's that in a couple hours. Yeah. 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 After a little nap, you know. Yeah. Oh, I'm doing fine today, guys. Uh, I'm uh, grateful for a quick turnaround after that ugly performance. Right. Um, because 
you know, not that I'm, I'm a fan or don't, don't tell anybody I'm a fan. I, I do, <laughs> I do, I do have high hopes for some of the young men I've gotten to know, but, um, you know, dealing with fans, they're, they're pretty rowdy. They're pretty cranky after that last game. So, uh, it's a short week and, uh, boy, it'd be great to take advantage of a rookie quarterback and, uh, have 10 days to celebrate a win. Absolutely. When I, Wex, I look at this, I go, between Derrick Henry and Bombs Away Levis, what a bad time to lose Minka and still have Cam Hayward not available. Is Cam not available? Well, I I haven't heard anything yet as far as I, I know that he was he was at a point where he could be available, but I've not heard about anything happening. Have you heard anything? Well, he he told me yesterday he he was you know first team walkthrough. I mean, he wouldn't be in the walkthrough if he wasn't first team. No, yeah. So but, I mean, why w- would they give him? I I know the reps in a walkthrough are how important. I don't know, but I, I would imagine you wouldn't waste them in a short week on a guy that's not going to play. I I would think so, so too, but I haven't heard anything yet. I just, I just have a feeling he'll come. Uh, he'll be the last to be introduced, and the stadium will erupt, and it'll. Uh, Ooh, and, uh, wouldn't that be good? Get a first down on the first possession. Yeah, it'll be a very grand, exciting time. When that ref says first down, <laughs> red cash, and we bring red cash in off for this. Oh one. yeah. Um, yeah, we, we're we're uh, just shooting but, for the moon right now. <laughs> <laughs> but as as for Minka, you know this this pass defense, even with Minka is dead last in yards allowed per completion. And I think that's the biggest number for me in, in mm. past defense. And they're dead last, dead last. And, uh, you know, they, they, they gave up a few big plays. That's, that measures missed tackles. It measures getting beat deep on big plays. And they did, they did both last game. Mm. Um, so I don't know that a rookie quarterback is going to take advantage of that. I think they're going to sell out Landon Roberts. He's going to be in there, and uh, they're going to sell out for Derrick Henry and force Young Levis uh, on the road. I'm sure it's going to be a howling crowd. Um, the Steelers are home coming off a loss. I see really good things for the Steelers tomorrow night. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm really hoping, you know, when you look at a rookie quarterback, even though he had a great debut. Um, <clears throat> hopefully, the uh, the Yinzer the Yinzer Nation will show out um, inside of Akershire and really put the pressure on him because he, you know, he had he he was at home for his home debut um, and rookie debut, but going on the road, being in Pittsburgh, has not been a friendly place to rookie quarterbacks. Um, Especially and so with hoping... one day practice, Max. One day of practice, two days, whatever. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a walkthrough and maybe a light, a light practice uh, yesterday, and then you're flying today. So you know, not the not the most optimal um, conditions to come into uh, this game under. But uh, but you know, as as we kind of look at, I mean, you know, I talked about this uh, um, a lot, Wax, and I want to get your opinion on it. You know, it's kind of like, what if that first play works? From scrimmage on Sunday. Ooh. Then you got first down. I mean, <laughs> yeah. You know, let's, let's not think too big here, fellas. Yeah. Let's get a first down. <laughs> then punt. Ease your way into this. You know. Yeah. You know. Yeah. 
Go ahead, Wes. Four possessions without a first down. So, um, yeah, and, you know, Kenny, of course, with the ribs is going to be a question mark. Uh, Wolf, you know more about the needle than I do. but uh, The needle is your friend. (laughs) He said he can't get torque on the ball, and I'm hoping the needle helps the torque. Mm -hmm. Is that what he said? He uh, said he can't get torque on the ball. He said, uh, you know, the rotation, uh, you know, Right. Yeah. Well, this was this was yesterday after he only threw lightly. Okay. He said, "Yeah, that's the problem." What is, the question was? What irritate? What is irritated by the ribs? And he said, "Getting torque on the ball, which means throwing deep." You know. Yeah. Throwing hard. So, uh, you know, if he, if he takes a little torque off that first pass to DJ, that that has. <laughs> well, I can't say he would have caught it, but <laughs> you know, that was a tad high. Should have been caught. Yeah, it, it was but, still uh, catchable for somebody of the quality of Deontay Johnson. Deontay Johnson is capable of making that catch, no doubt in my mind. And it's just unfortunate it didn't work. But, I, again, Max, I thought he makes a great point because if you nail that first play, there's no telling how that that momentum just starts to evolve through the first quarter. I, I, I've seen it happen where uh, we, as an offense, and back in my playing days, we catch fire – off of somebody coming up big with a play and you roll the chains a couple times and you just get in that flow, that rhythm. And conversely, when you don't, then it it seems to recede and go the other way and it takes longer to be able to actually get things going. Remember in Buffalo, we had nothing going for us in the whole first half. And it was Mike Webster squeezing the ball twice that we actually got a first down in the first half playing the Buff Bills up there. And that's that's a horrible place to not be able to get any momentum going <laughs> forward, you know. You get kind of cold. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. going we back to cold. the sideline. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. Let me ask you something, Wex. Kenny comes out and says he declares, "I'm going to play." Um, yeah. Do you, do you have any reservations about that, or are you surprised that he didn't? They didn't stick with the game time decision to at least. I don't know, maybe harass the Tennessee defensive staff and to decide how they're going to play who, you know, or play what. Yeah, um, I, you know, he and Mitch have similar styles. I don't know that that's going to help the defensive staff much. Um, but I, I know Mike Tomlin at his Monday press conference, it, it sounded like he was, we're keeping the door ajar for Kenny. There is no structural damage. I took that to mean there's no cracks or right. breaks. And so there's no structural damage. So it was almost as if he was telling Kenny, hey, man, this is up to you. How much pain can you handle? Mm-hmm. So I think he was egging him on with that. Hmm. And Kenny, uh, you know, and you tell me if I'm wrong, but if it's his bruised ribs, he can get a shot and the pain will be minimized and he should be able to, he should be able to play, right? Well, I know that in my day they didn't shoot ribs early on because of the fact that uh, it's so close to the lungs, you know, and you, you might have an accident. <laughs> um, I see. You know, now, I, but I've, I've heard that in later years, you know, I mean, modern day technology, they're, they're capable of doing that. I'm not sure. I don't know. Uh, I don't play a, you know, I'm not a doctor and I don't play one on the radio either uh, coming to this. Uh, but I, you know, it, Again, it's. Uh, I, I would like to know if if it's actually going to happen like that, because, yeah, you know, I mean, you, you take a shot, and it, that's the way it was. My day, it was, you know, like I said, um, you know, the needle is your friend was the way it was played. 
Well, I can okay. definitely uh, say yes. The technology now with ultrasound and everything you have available to you, you can go more subcutaneous. But anyways, uh, I'm <laughs> not going to the doctor whoa. talk. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> I was waiting what? for Max to give us the medical update on that report. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I know, I know players. A lot of players don't like to talk about that aspect of the game. So right, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, there, there, there's ways now. And so let, I'll just say this. Subcutaneous, come on. Yes, yes. So there is a way to avoid, like you said, the old school puncture of the lung. Okay. Try, try, trying to get a, a shot in there. Um, it's changed. I think also, you know, with the flak jacket, probably there as well. You know, there, there's some subdermal, you know, well, topical stuff that you could also put in place. Okay. That could, that could stay in the area as well. So, I mean, there are options available come game day ha if they need to be deployed. Um, but, uh, yeah. So, I mean, so when he says he's playing, he's playing. That's all, that's all I'm taking it as, guys. Okay? Is your wife standing by you, Max? I won't be so pressed we... about it. <laughs> <laughs> See, I cracked a rib one time, uh, a wax, and they wouldn't shoot it because they said, well, we might get the lung. I'm going, you can get the lung? Well, we, okay, no, don't. Don't. I, I, yeah, go without yeah, it. Yeah, don't get the lung. The, the rib will do enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is cracked <laughs> and closer to your lungs. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, no. So, yeah. But but uh, it, it's one of those things, yes. So, I mean, with Kenny, you know, I, I think we just wait and see. But, you know, he, he's determined. So, he's, he's going to gut it out, which, you know, it, it, it obviously is not a, it must not be that if if he's if he's self-declaring and self-proclaiming um that he's gonna go because i'm sure the athletic traders probably sit there like no why'd you say that no we don't know <laughs> no i mean i yeah, I, th I, th I think he's fine from that perspective wex another thing you know i dare to broach this subject uh-oh but in the backfield the production has been askewed in one direction over the other. Do you think a change is coming? Well, I mean, it's been edging that way. And as you guys know, back in training camp, this was my big concern mm -hmm. that they were playing the wrong running back. I don't know whether it's Najee's has put on too much muscle and it's, it's too big now. Le'Veon Bell came out a few weeks ago and said he needs to drop 25 pounds because that's what Lev did. Yeah. And, and you know, uh, Najee just isn't Derrick Henry. So he, he's probably, you know, he's lankier like Lev. And I, I, I don't know that they're similar runners, but more, more physical style. So um, it's not all that either. The offensive line could play better. And the passing game needs to make those catches, Deontay, and uh, open things up a little bit. But I would like to – I've been wanting to see a change. It's very difficult because of Najee's status among the group. And um, you know, Jalen is the perfect um, – has the perfect mentality to do what he's still doing. But, I mean, are, are you going to open up with Kenny throwing, uh, putting that rib on, on – uh, out there uh, for the first play? Or are you going to give to Najee and bring up second and nine? So – uh, man, it's it's tough. You know, maybe all this bad mouthing of Najee will will spur him. I, I I don't know that he lacked motivation. He's locked. He's lacked some blocking. I'll give him that much. But he's also hasn't been running as well as Jalen. You know, last year he ran well, 
uh, down the stretch after the bye in those yeah. last nine games, they, they averaged 146 yards a game. As a team right now, they're averaging 80. Yeah. And this, uh, theoretically, after they drafted a big blocking tight end and uh, added uh, all pro or pro bowl caliber left guard and a first-round draft pick in the offensive line. So they've taken a step back, and um, I asked Matt Canada if he could put his finger on it, and he – of course, he couldn't. He couldn't give me the real answers. Uh, what what he sees on film, he couldn't denigrate his team in that way or denigrate himself. So he just said every play there's different mistakes. Well, I can understand what he's saying. Just watching the plays evolve. I mean, you you see again. If you don't get movement at the point of attack, you're going to have issues. If you don't cut off correctly on the backside then you're going to have anything that's moving laterally is going to be run down, you know. And so you get into this dilemma where you're just not being productive in any, and you don't have a go-to. Like if you if you take a look at um, Jacksonville, they, they're pin and pull where they pull the guard or tackle and they have a, a trailer behind him and, you know, you get the kick out, guy comes through on the seal, or, or just a straight like a seven trap or six trap going the other way. Those things, um, that that was getting solid yardage each time for Jacksonville. That was their go-to play. And unfortunately, we've not seemed to be able, other than the 90, maybe the 92, the tackle trap, where you see the tackle leading around and, and pulling up uh, past the center, somewhere in there. Um, that's That was a play that I thought was maybe going to become their go-to. And it just, right, they have not settled on one that they can consistently get wins regardless of the defensive front they face. I, I will add this. Jacksonville is very stout up front. True. The front seven is their strength on defense. And uh, they went into that game. I look at the last five games to get a better feel for what's going on with the team. Mm-hmm. Going into that game, they were giving up 3.6 per carry. Very good. The Steelers were 4.5. Very bad. Mm. The the Titans give up 4.2 the last five games. So there's there's – there's a little bit of softness there. There's some there's some availability. Uh, I, I don't I, I I don't know that we should blow everything up. Other than changing running backs, I guess that's blowing things up. But I, I don't know that people should be so discouraged by not being able to run on Jackson. Well, the, the, there's a point. I mean, Jeffrey Simmons is the guy that I'm looking at up front there. That guy. Right, but there is... must be some soft spots. No, oh, there are there are. You know, uh, Danico yeah. Autry is a pretty good pass rusher, decent pass rusher. He got five sacks, but and and Max, you can uh, weigh in on this stuff. That Jeffrey Simmons is the guy that you got to corral up front. Oh, he he most definitely is 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 enemy number one on on, on that <laughs> defensive line. Um, and he and you know he was missed last year uh, coming off an injury, um, got injured last season. So he was a guy that I think it, it really hurt the Titans a season ago not having his services and he's back and he's, you know, he's been paid. So he's a happy guy. And, uh, and you know, he, he has, he has a disposition, but yeah, you need, you need to get after Jeffrey Simmons. He's one of the guys that I would say is probably the first number one, like type of dude that you have to pay attention to. And it's a, you know, it's a difference in approach versus who, you know, who we played in the past where, you know, you focus more on the outside but him being a D tackle, him playing that three technique is going to be really, uh, really important to see how they do against them. Danico Autry, like you said, is is okay, but he's still one of your one of your three four type of dudes. Right. Um, you know, Harold Landry 
is the guy that really, you know, really is a challenge. And that's going to be Chooks' guy. Um, Harold Landry is going to present a good challenge uh, for Chooks again this week. You know who's going to not present a challenge for T.J. Watt this week? Who's that? Chris Hubbard, our friend Chris Hubbard. Oh, uh, is likely to miss this with a concussion. That's right. That's right. Yeah, and so they had to play the second half of the last game with a new right tackle. And I'm, I'm looking at the Our Lads depth chart of the Titans. And they have Andre Dillard, who replaced uh, uh, Hubbard at right tackle, a, a career-long left tackle, uh, a failed first-round pick by Philadelphia, but he's he's a left tackle. The depth chart has him at left tackle and uh, Nicholas Petit Frere, if I'm pronouncing that right, is right. listed as the right yeah. tackle in Hubbard's play. But, I mean, it's, um, you know, TJ has, has had some breaks over there uh, on that side. He's gone against some injury replacements and some kids. And so uh, he could, you know, especially against a rookie quarterback, this could be interesting for TJ. It could be very well. Uh, the only thing I worry about is they they seem to go out of their way to double-team and triple-team him as of late. I see chips and walls and stuff like that. Um, TJ's dealing with a lot. Uh, there's a there's a little little thing floating around that um, somebody mentioned that he was on the uh, injury report with a heel injury, Wex. Do you know anything yeah. about that and the fact that uh, I wonder if that's affecting him at all? Um. No, he uh, nobody's asked him about it. He hasn't complained about it. Okay. You just assume it's a bump and bruise associated with play. Uh, it, it it was on the list a couple three weeks ago, wasn't it? Yeah, October, yeah, ninth or something like that. I had it on there. Yeah. So he's played throughout. He's he's turned the uh, Rams game around. He's had a big play against the Ravens. So I mean, it it could happen on a Thursday night game. I. I I wouldn't be shocked to see TJ make a game-changing type play uh, True. tomorrow. Yeah, true. What about you, Max? Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I think about that, but I also think, you know, Alex Highsmith, right? Mm-hmm. If TJ's going to get the double teams, Alex Highsmith has to win against Andre Dillard. That's he's and I win. don't think Andre Dillard is good at all. That's why Philly let him walk. And, you know, and he, and he played guard up there, kind of a fish out of water, but they realize, you know, when you have – two elite <laughs> tackles for Philly. You can let you can let a speculative guy go. And, of course, Tennessee, you know, really trying to figure out how their offense is going to be rebuilt. You know, you let Taylor Lewan go in the offseason, who was a former first-round pick for you guys, and now you're kind of playing with the leftover parts. Uh, you know, <laughs> with with Petit Frere, who's coming into his second-year third-rounder um, over at the right side. And like you said, Andre Dillard kind of stepping in to play that left tackle position. It's going to be a challenge for them. And, you know, I just – I look at the short week, Wex, and, you know, I have to say this benefits the home team, but the home team also has to have their house in order uh, before they invite guests in uh, on a short week. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Steelers always traditionally, going back to the Chuck Noll days, and, Wolf, you may not be aware of this, oh. but you guys always played better in the second of back-to-back home games. Really? You know, that's what my uh, hesitation last week, everybody called, they're coming back home. And I thought, wow, I'm looking at that second game, the Thursday game. And if they lose to Jacksonville, that'll only exacerbate their, their attitudes. So I, I really think the, the second of two home games is, is going to be a big edge being at home uh, as they travel, the other team travels. 
And, um, you know, uh, the only thing I could have uh, hoped for in the interim was a trade, and it didn't happen yesterday, but it seemed like they tried. It seemed like they tried to get that corner, and um, apparently a third and a fifth wasn't enough. That was one report that they offered a third and a fifth. Hmm. And I know he's going to be a free agent at the end of the year, Jalen Johnson, but um, if the Steelers let him go in free agency, they'd probably get a third-round comp pick back. So that's probably why the Bears were asking for a second rounder. Mm. And probably why they ultimately decided to keep him. That's, so anyway, I, I do think this Steelers team uh, needs another corner. They're going to have to draft one next year, maybe second round. So this would have been a great opportunity for uh, Omar to strike logically and with precision as he has. And so um, I was a little disappointed they couldn't finish that, but at least they didn't give away the store and again the bears were probably a little gun shy dealing with omar so yeah oh, yeah. yeah i was about to say <laughs> and you know and they're trying to gather resources as well right i mean that you know but they, but went, they have extra Montez, corners they, yeah they, they do extra no, yeah they do and it, this guy wants more money payback. than they want to give yeah 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 and and it was you know i think yeah chase claypool was definitely one that they're like, okay, you know, they told us they were, these were magic beans and ended up being chili beans. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and Omar's trying to say, look, I'm not offering you magic beans. I'm offering you draft picks. Come on, man. Exactly. What last year? We're in this year. Let's not, let's not focus it on the past. Let's work, focus on the present. How can we help you? <laughs> 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 oh, I'm going to drive out of here today with a new cornerback. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. We 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 just we we just want to help you guys be the best that you could be in the NFC North. As your AFC North <laughs> brothers, that, I mean, it's, it's a good selling point. But you're right. I mean, it, it's going to be something that has to be addressed. Uh, you know, Joey Porter's playing a lot more snaps. Joey Joey looked pretty good um, mm-hmm. in, in his man coverage duties. Uh, I mean, without Minka, how, where do, is it more of kind of that same rotation you're seeing? Uh, did Terrell Austin kind of intimate that? Did you, um, as far as dealing uh, I, with the replacement see, of Minka? I see a lot of three safety looks with uh, Killer, uh, Miles Killebrew, um, coming in. And, uh, you know, Terrell Austin was one of the guys, it was, it was part of the draft team in Detroit that drafted uh, Miles Killebrew, always has liked him, came here. I assume he was the suggestor, and they brought him in. And uh, I asked, I asked Terrell, is he? A, you know, we know he's a special teams demon. But I asked uh, Terrell, is, is he a, a small uh, linebacker or a big safety? And he said both. <laughs> that was the problem in Detroit. He couldn't seem to. He was a little too small for linebacker, a little too big for safety. But now he's in this three safety uh, look. I know they already have a guy like that in Keanu Neal, but Keanu Neal and Damani Casey have now played a lot of games. So I'm expecting them to step up. And with, with killer, I don't see, I, I could see him making a big play. So, I mean, it's his time. It's his time of life. It's his, it's his moment. Yeah. So I'm not too worried about it going against a rookie quarterback. Um, but, and also, you know, Joey got beat over the top last game, and Minka, Minka couldn't help that. Well, Minka was out. Good, good call, Wex. 
But um, so yeah. Well, so, see, I can affect infect maybe, anybody. <laughs> maybe that was a sign that yeah, Minka's loss is pretty big because uh, there was a miscommunication. Joey was supposed to stay over the top, and uh, maybe Minka would have communicated that better. So yeah, maybe maybe Minka will be missed. Come to think about it. <laughs> glad we were to help you you kind of work aren't, through that aren't you glad you yeah. had an expert on today <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're all trying to figure this out at the end well, you know yeah well once again you know it's a it's a change of the routine just like the players get disrupted we get disrupted as well we're usually allowed to postulate a little bit longer and uh we can't and languish we can't do that because it's like the game's coming up. I mean, the game is literally tomorrow. So we were just in the stadium on Sunday. So it is, uh, it's one of those things that's really fun. But Wex, we always appreciate you coming by and we appreciate your expert opinions, commentary. And of course, we like spitballing uh, some ideas with you. So we appreciate it. You can catch Jim Wexel, of course, on Steel City Insider, also jimwexel.com for all the books that he has penned and authored in the process. And, of course, Craig Wolfley happens to contribute on the website as well. So you can check out Wolf's Wolf's Pros on uh, Steel City Insider. Thanks, Wex, for joining us. Thank you, brother. Thank you, guys. Take care, guys. All right. right, We're going to step aside. We'll be back in a minute inside the locker room here on SNR and ESPN Radio. In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. The turn by Tannehill. Oh! Henry is stonewalled. He lost a half yard. Oh, this is a headache waiting to happen. What a play. Indeed. I'll never forget Robert Spillane. Dropping a bomb on Derrick Henry down around the goal line there, low red zone. He shot the gap, and I'm telling you, it was one of the most monumental big hits that I remember in whether I was playing, broadcasting, what have you. That was really – I don't know if you remember that, Max, but that was a tremendous hit by Rob, Bobby Spillane. The legend of spilling Spillane started there with that one. <laughs> Because he he spilled the 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 uh, the quintessential Derrick Henry milk, uh, you he know, did. in the backfield. Yeah, I mean he he got he got to him. He I mean, like you said, I mean, there's a long history of linebackers creating havoc and blowing through gaps. And you know, Robert Spillane, that was a big moment in the Titans game. I remember watching that, and I was like, wow, okay, that that kid can hit. Um, and the good thing is, I think we still have that type of boomstick in a Landon Roberts. We do, we do indeed. Matter of fact, I'm I'm really looking forward to a Landon and Derek on one of those mono mono big hits like that because it's like I said it during the game. I went on to say in the Valhalla Hall of big hitters, where that that hit 
by Spillane on Derrick Henry will be talked about because it was just one of those monumental hits. And I'm looking at the first confrontation between Landon Roberts coming downhill and putting a whackeration on on uh, you know Derrick Henry. It's going to be I it's going to be very interesting. And you will have a ringside seat. Oh, I will. I, I will have and I won't have popcorn, but I will definitely be <laughs> Waiting for those moments, you know, I, I love sitting in the end zone, Wolf, especially after like starts of drives, because, you know, that's a close action that you get and you get to kind of see it from the view that right. we would normally see it as right. linemen. Mm-hmm. And so <clears throat> I tend to venture over there. So I'm going to I'm going to hopefully pray for an ISO Ooh. and Atlanta Roberts is just staring, staring back at Derrick Henry, almost like Mike Singletary used to do. Oh, I remember. And then just going and just pulling the trigger. Right. And just seeing what happens. Because if you can slow Derrick Henry, especially early in this game, and really force it into third and longs where you can stay too high zone coverage and not get into a lot of man-to-man situations because Derrick Henry's not a huge issue, it can, it can bode well for the Steelers. Uh, the more guys you can drop, but you have to be able to hit home on, on a regular pass rush so you can deploy enough guys into coverage. Uh, but it comes with stopping the run, and that's going to be a big moment. And a Landon Roberts, Cole Holcomb, Quan Alexander, you've got you you you've got you've got the uh, the the sheriff's badge. Mm-hmm. You've got you got to patrol the corrals and keep and keep those ponies corralled. You cannot let Derrick Henry get loose from from the pen. Let me ask you, what do you think is the bigger threat, uh, Derrick Henry, which is an obvious major league threat? Um, or on average, no team goes bombs away deeper than Tennessee Titans. I mean, the average depth of target is nearly 10 yards a whack, which for a lot of people, that it doesn't sound like a lot, but you have to understand that nearly a third of Levis's attempts last week were 20 yards or deeper. You know what I mean? At least 20 yards or deeper. And that's the highest among all week eight quarterbacks. So this guy, Levis, was bombs away, 19 of 29, 238 yards, four TDs, three of them to Andre Hopkins, who uh, is averaging around 16 to 18 yards a catch. I mean, the guy the guy is just phenomenal. Yeah, no, I, I think it starts with that. Like, you know, because the run game is humming and it's effective enough, you're getting four yards a carry, you're getting into these, you know, what we call – open offense options, which is second and medium, third and short. That's why Will Levis can unload the football Mm -hmm. because teams are stacking the box against Derrick Henry. You're getting one-on-one coverage, middle of the field's wide open, and you don't have to be accurate if you're Will Levis. You have to make sure it goes the distance. And with DeAndre Hopkins, DeAndre Hopkins has a humongous catch radius, and he he still has a speed to really separate early to give Will Levis that latitude. And, you know, that's where they're at their best, and that's where they can control things is when Derrick Henry's running the football because you don't have a highly accurate quarterback, and if you could just lob the ball up and there's nobody within two yards of your guy, he can adjust and make the adjustments to get underneath that football to make the quarterback right. But if it becomes third and long, backing off into zone coverage. You're playing quarters defense deep, being four across the back line. Right. Those windows get a lot tighter, and I don't know if Will Levis can hit those. He didn't do those in college. Um, you know, I watched him for four years, or mm-hmm. three, I'm sorry, three years while he was at Kentucky, and 
it was it was it was painful to watch him to watch him throw because you know college he doesn't necessarily have the best receivers. Also, the defenses are, are you know they're pretty equal with everything, and they're able to move around. They're able to make the plays. So I think that's where it becomes you know a lot more uncomfortable and back to the old Will Levis, not the Will Levis we saw a week ago where run games going, he's just shredding, you know, the, the, the defense apart because they're having to play man coverage, they're playing press. Right. And DeAndre Hopkins is, is is separating immediately. So I think that's really the big course. It really starts with the backfield and controlling Derrick Henry. Well the thing that's you know, like I was talking about earlier, losing Mika off the back end or in the box because he was equally proficient at either of them. You know, to me, it's I, that's the guy that we're really going to miss. And I wonder, can, uh, you know, Harmon's boy, you know, Miles Killebrew, he's going to be called on to be doing some stuff in the back end there. And I, I got, I believe that the guy can do it, no doubt. But the one thing we have to remember is Minka is, there's something special about him. You know, that guy is really, you know, Felipe, as I like to call him, is uh, is a guy that, uh, you know, is, there's, he's got that uh, je ne sais quoi, as you like to put, you know, that ability to come up big. And I'm not even sure what je ne yeah. sais quoi means. <laughs> you know, it means uh, the I don't know what. There you go. I don't yeah. know what. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, I don't know what he's capable of, but I think, you know, now that you can adjust and you've had time to kind of figure it out as opposed to in-game, early in the game, try and figure this out on the fly while the team is – you know, marching down the field on you consistently. Yeah, it's, it's tough to figure that out. But now that you've had a couple of days step back, deploy, get guys properly acquainted with their roles and responsibilities, I think you'll see a different outcome than we did on Sunday. Dealing with the injury real time and live in the moment. Is he going to come back? Is he not going to come back? Okay, who am I going to do? Who's, who's dressed? Who's not dressed? Okay, how do we deploy in situational football? We've repped this, but going out there and doing it, and making sure everybody's the communication's clean. If right. there is a question, you know, like there's a lot of things you have to worry about and kind of feel out through when your live bullets are happening in game. So to be able to now have a couple of days to take a breath and really scheme it up to where you know who's going to be what in what situations, it's going to make for a lot cleaner game and a lot cleaner substitutions come, come Thursday night. Well, I know one thing for sure. You've got yourself, uh, you got Harmon's boy. You also got the option of uh, Pat Pete maybe doing a little safety work back there. He's capable of doing that or the nickel. You got Joey moving into the starting lineup. So all of this, you know, it's it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out tomorrow night, but I'm looking forward to it. And I hope everybody sticks with us. We got one more. We got a bell lap coming up. One more time through it all in the locker room right here.
This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Guess what day it is, huh? Anybody? Julie, hey, guess what day it is? Oh, come on, I know you can hear me. Mike, 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 what day is it, Mike? <laughs> Leslie, guess what today is? It's hump day. It is no hump day is complete without hearing about Mike the Camel. Love that guy. <laughs> um, is that it's the bell Mike? lap here. Yeah, I, well, I thought that's what he said. Oh, no, no. He says Mike. He's oh, just yeah. the hump day camel. My yeah. bad. He's just yeah. the hump day camel. But uh, but that it, that was the bell lap right there. We rang it. Also, a.k.a. the lunch bell around here. Uh, if you're inside the locker room, that means go forage, go, go f- hunt and gather whatever you need for your consumption purposes. But, uh, you know, we, we do only have a couple more minutes. Kind of wanted to hit a little bit around the league because I know that, you know, game day is tomorrow and there's a lot of things um, – to talk about, but you know, I, I just wanted to point out first firing of the year wolf happened, happened yesterday. How about that? Yeah. Josh McDaniel, surprise, surprise. He didn't make it in Las Vegas. Hmm. Hmm. Mark Davis doing that. Deal. Yeah. Yeah. He, so he got rid of him and also got rid of the GM as well in the process. So, uh, yeah. Antonio Pierce is now the interim head coach AP. If you don't know who Antonio Pierce is, uh, linebacker, long-time linebacker for the New York Giants um, mm. on those Super Bowl teams, uh, Antonio Pierce. Um, you know, has been in the college level, got brought up and elevated to the pro game over the last couple of years. Uh, was on last on staff with ASU before going to the Raiders. Uh, so he'll be stepping in as the interim head coach uh, for the Raiders. But I thought that was interesting. All right, back to the game. Back to the game. Um, Wolf. You know the hunting and gathering, though? I've been hunting yeah. uh, Reese's Cups. And I've been gathering them, and then I've been consuming them. I, I am like, say, I was about to say, I'm all you're, sugared you're a up, man. Wow. Consumer. Yeah, I mean, nothing wrong with that. Listen, I, you like Reese's cups. I like Reese's pieces. So, I mean, it's it, it's good. And Charlie Batch put it on X yesterday that I guess not a lot of uh, trick or treaters came in his neighborhood, and so he had like this huge bin of like full size candy that was out there, you know, for kids to grab. None of them grabbed it, so I was like, you know, I, I know two adults who are very willing to chip in and sacrifice <laughs> calories for you so you don't have to do that, Charlie, so that you can stay fit and in shape for your on-television, on-air duties. We're willing to sacrifice, so we'll see if he brings it to the stadium tomorrow. There you go. Okay. Yeah. I like that. that that's but good. That, that's the type of friends we are. That's, that's a, the type of friends we, we are. We step up for our buddies. There's no doubt about that's it. That's right. Wait, hey. When, when a man's down, you got to pick him back up. That's right. You know, and I can you, think you of know, nothing that, better than lightening the load for Chuck. You know, by lightening the load that he's carrying with all the candy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Physically un- relieving him of that weight and burden. Uh, but, <laughs> but no, I digress. Now, Wolf, it's going to be a good one. I mean, you know, one of the things that I really wanted to, you know, before we before we get out of here, just kind of kind of button up a couple of things you know i talked about plus seven turnover differential coming right. into this game for the steelers so still on the positive side of things um you know 
Titans being winless on the road. Let's continue that tradition. We are two and two right now at home at Acrisure. Uh, Kenny Pickett in the lineup. Um, you know, so we hope that Kenny, you know, is feeling good enough. And then if we are going to uh, roll the ball out there and, and let him throw it, hopefully, you know, we can, we, we can have him connect on that Deontay. And then, of course, continue to feed George Pickens. I don't think we talked about this enough. Right. Feed that young man and get him the ball. We tried a little bit. And then, of course, you know, the only catch he has, you know, goes yard. He hurdles two human beings to go into the end zone um, for a touchdown score. But you have to find more opportunities for him. I mean, he, he's open on a lot of plays. And I'm not saying just do the whole A-B, I'm pouting, I'm always open type of deal. But, you know, when you look at the target share, you've got to put him more in that rotation and get him more even and balanced throughout this offense. He should not have less targets than Connor Hayward. That is true. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, that's the guy. You look at what he's capable of doing whenever you put him on the backside and let him get inside on a corner. Wow, there's a lot of room there, and uh, I think the Steelers need to exploit it. Yep, I think I think there's some opportunities, but obviously the next time you'll hear our voices will be on game day as we'll be presenting the game to you live. He's the color analyst. I'm a sideline guy. Also joined by, of course, the voice of the Steelers, Billy Hillgrove, and, of course, our amazing uh, sideline reporter, Missy Matthews. Also, we will be bringing it to you live. Enjoy your day. Got a big, big shout-out, Wesley Euler a.k.a. Invisible Headbutt Guy. Um, also, Junior Ninja, <laughs> CJ as well, the Sensei Brian LaMartina. He's Craig Wolfley. I'm Max Starks. Go make it a great day. Are you self-conscious about your smile due to stains? Have you ever wished that you had a whiter and brighter smile? Smile Actives is a safe and affordable alternative to expensive whitening procedures. You simply add Smile Actives gel to your toothpaste every time you brush your teeth, making it the easiest teeth whitening solution out there. In a clinical trial, Smile Actives users reported up to five shades whiter on average, all within seven days. No change to your routine, no extra time. Right now, they are running a buy one, get one offer. Hurry to smileactives.com iHeart today to receive this special offer with free shipping and handling.